episode 44 of the black in fashion podcast just want to thank you guys for tuning in today i would like to acknowledge our sponsors at the first part of the episode today's episode is sponsored by the black fashion closet they're launching their black fashion history podcast on january 30th make sure you guys tune in and follow them our episode is also sponsored by adorned it is a beauty salon in harlem where they special in natural hair care and weaves so you can get your hair done there and the link will be also in our show notes this episode is also sponsored by 620 style which is a new york based uh women's apparel brand mostly luxury um sportswear garments um you can get an extra additional um 20 off your order today if you use code black and fashion now hopping right into the episode i have this mother and daughter duo set <laughs> out to capture the essence and power of harlem's fashion harlem's culture and harlem's local business miss tangent Burkett, I said that right. How you doing? <laughs> and Yvonne Junel have accomplished just that with their brainchild, Harlem Fashion Week. Birthed in 2016, Harlem Fashion Week creates a cultural canvas for both established and emerging designers to showcase their creativity in the atmosphere that supports diversity and inclusivity. Not just limited to fashion shows, Miss Tandra and Miss Yvonne continue the conversation throughout the year with lectures and workshops. The Harlem Fashion Week team believes in the power of the black influence in the fashion industry mm -hmm. and the preservation of the legacy. So I'd like to thank you guys for thank coming you. today. Thank you for inviting thank you for us. Of course. I feel like I was gonna call this episode Uptown Baby. <laughs> Taking it uptown to Harlem. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for traveling. I know it's uh, quite the commute. Trust me, I know. I used to live in Harlem and I used to live in the Bronx. I've only been in Brooklyn a couple months. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, just the, my first segment is called uh, It's a Look. Is there anyone like in the media that you feel like just like stood out this week, especially with the whole Grammy thing oh, being my yesterday? Goodness. Anybody in particular, fashion wise, that you're like, oh, it's a moment. Mm. I think I like uh, Jay-Z's look mm. at the um, the Rock Nation brunch when he did the, the mauve, not pink, mauve by um, June Ambrose. So I thought that was real cool how he did that little spin. She did a great job on, you know, styling him for that, that um, event. Um, it's so funny. Beyonce wore... Oh. It's so funny, Beyonce wore red, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's like literally the inspiration for the collection. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, she killed it in red. And red is such a powerful look, you have to have to be very confident. So that for me was like, ooh. What did event did she do to red? She did it at the, um, she didn't do it at the pre-Gammy party, what was it? The, the night after, I can't okay. remember the event, but she literally just wore red, and it was like stunning. Yeah, red is my color too. Right? <laughs> it's my go-to. You enjoy Yvonne's collection yes, this season. Yes, for yeah. sure. Okay, mm -hmm. so what was the fuel, the series of events, and or inspiration that led you all to create Harlem Fashion Week? So you want me to? <laughs> go, okay, I'll go for it. <laughs> so, um, Yvonne is a designer, and we have been doing several shows which she participated in internationally as well as locally, and she was invited to do a fashion show, and it was extremely expensive. Yeah. And, you know, we really wanted her to have the opportunity, but it was like maybe ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000. And that's not, you know, for a mainstream show, to be honest, that's not uncommon it's to have it. Common. And I was talking to a friend of mine who um, is a businessman in Harlem, and I was saying, you know, we've been doing a lot of shows. They're very expensive. You know, I want to give my daughter this platform because she had, had I think our first show was in 2010 yeah. before Harlem Fashion Week. And we were talking, it was like, why don't you do your own show? Why don't you create your own opportunity? Why don't you create opportunities, you know, for other designers as well to do something that you're giving them a platform and it is also cost effective. We thought about it, talked about it. We have been doing shows previously. So we said, he said, you know, let's do Harlem Fashion Week. You're here in Harlem. You're part of the Harlem community. My family is from Harlem. Her family, her father's father's family was from Harlem. So it was like, why don't we create Harlem Fashion Week? And I talked to my daughter about it and we was like, yeah, Let's do that because as encouraging young entrepreneurs and professionals has always been a core value, even before we were doing Yvonne now. But then we wanted that to be consistent with Harlem Fashion Week. And that was one of the things that we wanted it to be a high quality platform, but that was also cost effective that gave emerging designers an opportunity. So that was really important to us. Absolutely. And to add on, I think it was, you know, 
just through doing different runway shows, we would participate and we'd be like, we're not getting anything out of this. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, there was no press. There were barely, you know, the attendees were just fashion lovers, but how can I really bring my brand to the next level? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that's why we started to not only say, okay, included in being a part of the show, you're going to have a business symposium. Yes. We're going to have a consultation where we sit down one-on-one -on -one and actually speak to the designer about their brand. And to be honest and to be quite blunt, a lot of productions were just focusing on making the money of the designer and saying, mm -hmm. okay, you're going to spend $1,000 for you, you and you, and then the collection was terrible. And that's why <laughs> I hope for in 2020 to be working with LC Apparel to actually sit down with yes, them and yes. say, let's go through this collection. Is this marketable? Mm -hmm. Can you sell this product? How much is it going to cost you to reproduce this product? Right. Because at the end of the day, as black and brown people, it's enough to just say I'm amazing and I'm talented, but now how can I capitalize off a talent from Absolutely. our own community because everybody looks at us as the trendsetters mm -hmm. and then they take it and they make money off of it. So mm -hmm. now Heart and Fashion Week is changing that dynamic and saying, okay, how can we educate people that look like us to be leaders in the industry? And keep yes. it full circle. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Full circle. Okay. <laughs> so I would say, what was your biggest struggle when you started Ooh. out with Heart and Fashion Week? Oh, I, guess I, my, I guess more so my question is, is it hard to find and like retain like dedicated team people that you know see the vision like how you see the vision and have the passion for it like I always feel like the the getting the teamwork and all the people that you need to be on board with this is usually the biggest struggle yeah. but that's what I'm asking like what do you feel like I guess two questions I know we were night. but the first thing in terms of the, the challenge the biggest challenge is, is money yeah okay I mean I'm that's this <laughs> the baseline in terms of what? biggest challenge I mean I'm, I'm a single mother at at that time um my daughter was a much younger yeah. when I mean, she started I, in 2010 she was 17. 17. 17 and then when we started Harlem Fashion Week a little later I I started as a teacher. We st we built this off a teacher's salary, Literally. you know, and Literally. to and that's really what happened. And that was a lot in terms of how do we finance this? Yes. And people see we have this beautiful event oh, at the goodness. Museum of the City of New York on Fifth Avenue, and they assume that we have a whole bunch of money. Yeah. But what we have really is favor. Right. You know, yeah. we should really have, we have favor. We have people who believe in our story. They believe in um, this team. They believe in the spirit of what we try to represent. So that's why we have people that said, you know, we're going to give you a discount or give you an opportunity. But by far, it's not because we have the money. Yeah. It's because we've made a dollar out of 15 cents. Absolutely. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> we've, we've used that in terms of how do we spend this and how we grow. And for several shows, Yvonne and I made no money. We, yeah. and we, we paid our team. We paid that's a team. It. But that's the question to go into the mm -hmm. team. We paid the team. We made sure that, that they, you know, we invested into them and we wanted to make sure that our bills were paid in order to have a good name for our organization. But generally, we, you know, that was the biggest challenge was really how do we grow and um, the income around what it was that we were doing and still wanting to do it and push forward. Right. What do you want to say about the I team? I was going to say, we were just talking last night about our team. Yes. And it's so dynamic yes. that our team is strong and solid. We've been working with some of the people since 2010. Yes. Oh, nice. Up until now, 2020, so 10 which years. is beautiful. 10 yeah. years. Some of them, yeah. Still working with the same staff. And I think it's because it's just not, okay, you're an employee, but it's part of our family. We call mm -hmm. it the HFW family. We we have dinner together. We plan events. We had a dinner at my mom's house last year for Christmas. We have meetings at home. People feel supported. We check in with one another. It's not just a business dynamic. I think it's also important that each person believes in the brand and how the brand can help what they're doing. Right. And I think that's really, really pivotal to like developing a strong team where now we have people saying, hey, can I be a part of this team? Can I be a part of the family? And it's fun. They feel very in part of it. Even, you know, my god sister is filming right now. She's a part of our team. Right. You know, so I think that's important and to continually train up other people to join, whether they start as interns and then as assistants and then a, mm -hmm. a role. And I just wanted to, since we mentioned that, just to give a shout out to our team. Yes. Because they are fabulous. <laughs> they you know, amazing. they really, we could not do Absolutely anything not. without our team support. It was our Nefertiri is our production manager. Brittany is Brittany our backstage. backstage. Mm -hmm. We have Glenda, who does mm -hmm. our 
um, our runway is along with Eugenia, Eugenia. who's mm-hmm. our runway coach, Zane, who's an administrative assistant. Those are Tashia, who also works with our gala. Yes, that's Trinity. our she's Trinity, our who's model yeah, she's been our youth model <laughs> coordinator. That's our team that keeps us driving and moving mm-hmm. forward. And then we have a lot of volunteers that come. Volunteers is coming up. You know, meeting is February the first for those that want to volunteer. <laughs> I'll put that plug in. Definitely needs you. But I'm glad that you asked that because we always give props to our team because we yeah. love them. We know that we couldn't do anything Absolutely without not. their support, arm in arm, and that dedication to the vision of believing someone. When we do stuff like this, we say the team did well. Yeah, All right. of Fashion Week as a team got that article. You know what I'm trying to say? We want to make sure that that's important. So we, we, we love our team and it's really important to us. Absolutely. Side note, you remind me of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> I get that a lot. I get that. I have a lot of adopted kids out here. Yeah, I was like, you remind me of my mama. Well, that's a good thing. I feel like I'm home in Chicago. All right, all right. That's beautiful. Okay, okay. So I guess this is another like two part question. What do you say is the hardest part about um, breaking into the fashion industry as an African-American designer? And do you even feel like it needs to be broken into? Ooh, um, can we, you know, like you said, be successful just like creating our own opportunities? Like basically I'm asking, is validation in the industry versus validation in one's community? I think Yvonne is I a designer. I love that question mm-hmm. um, because we don't need validation. Right. And for so long, I think as black people, we kept trying to find it. Mm-hmm. We kept trying to wear labels or, you know, do our hair a certain way to fit into a mold that was never created for us. But mm-hmm. all we had to really do is embrace and be ourselves. And we were talking about this a couple months ago at dinner. We saw that with, um, you know, the Black Panther. We didn't need to be anybody else to what be successful. Sense. It was mm-hmm. an all-black mm-hmm. cast. It was an all-black creation. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we continually see that in film. We see that now in fashion with, you know, Virgil on blog. You know, we see that more and more, even with Dapper Dan kind of re- kind of changing the conversation and taking back what was once his, but now, like, looking for that. I think it's important that we know that we already have it in us. There's no market that we need to break into. Instead, we're creating our own because as black people, going back to Africa, we did well amongst ourselves, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. That's why LCA Pure Consulting was created because I'm not making nothing in China. Yeah, that's it. That's not what I do. Seriously. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah. I think it's important. Um, one of my mantras as a motivational speaker is create your own platform. Absolutely. And I think that's important that we do and be willing to create our own platform. As one quote says, that we take up space, mm-hmm. that we make sure that we dominate and believe in ourselves. Yes. One of my biggest issues, and I just it's a little bit controversial but I'm a little controversial at times is that we need more black celebrities and entertainers mm-hmm. to wear black designers. Yeah, That's really important. On that. Yeah, we have to do that more. <laughs> you know, one of my goals is that I want to at least purchase from a black designer at least once a month. So mm-hmm. to have something that I'm wearing that represents, I mean, it's hard sometimes. You're trying to find any black designers want us to wear something, you know, let Please us know. Because I really want to do more of that to represent black, bland, black brands. Mm-hmm. And I think that if they do that more and promote it more, every time they have an opportunity, they wear somebody else. They Very don't true. wear us. Right. So if we did that more, we would be giving that creating that of that platform and giving open up the doors and opportunities. And it wouldn't be about you know us trying to find a way to get it in. Yeah. That's one reason why right. we had Harlem Fashion Week is to create that opportunity for exposure. But then we needed to be at a community effort. I think that's important. And I think the also thing is the difficulty in accomplishing competition yes. yeah. amongst, you know, in the black, you know, community of around design and fashion. And I mean, we were talking about that. I have, wanted, you know? I have a, a, well, I created like a black girl designer brunch. So it's like, well, we have a group message. So it's like mm-hmm. 18 of us in there. And, um, you know, I do the brunches and stuff like that. I do them in my house, stuff like that. And that was my way of like trying to create unity. Because, I mean, I, I came here, I've been here six years. Mm-hmm. And when I came in, there was no, like, none of them would do stuff like that. And most of them, all of y'all went to the same high school. A lot yeah. of them went to fashion industries. A lot of them went to FIT. Yeah. And they don't talk to one another. They don't lean on one another. And I'm just like, why aren't we sticking together? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and we I, make more money together. Yeah, I was just like, okay, so I'm going to start bringing everybody together. Yeah, I'm going to create this little, like, message form where at least, like, we can help one another. We can share resources. Like, we can come in and we can vent to one another because our friends don't necessarily understand what we go through, you mm-hmm. know, being designers and stuff like that. But, like, definitely. 
definitely like creating that unity. And you just made me think of something that I should have did at the front of the episode. Have you guys, you guys have heard of Street Fashion Week, right? Of course. Yeah. Okay, so I was speaking to Naomi, Naomi and she was saying we should start a black designer only for the month of February. Like mm-hmm. only wear a black designer. Mm-hmm. So I just want to put that out there to the listeners for yeah. the whole month of February. That's yeah. right. Only wearing black <laughs> designers. Mm-hmm. When you do it, hashtag and put black designers. But I think like across your platform, mm-hmm. if you want to promote it like black designers only the whole time in February. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. promoting it like with Street it. Fashion Week. I'm going to promote it. I'm only going to wear it, which I'm pretty good about it. Yeah. I'm always just like, oh yeah, I'm only wearing this. Yeah. I've only been shopping. Even if it's just a not even necessarily a black designer, but a black boutique. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so either one, like boutiques or designers. But mm-hmm. I think we do got to continue to like to push that narrative and like really get people like on the way. You I, know? Yes, and, I agree. Like just rem- completely remove uh, the competition. Yeah. So Come annoying. on now. Like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's so right. annoying. We don't even make the same stuff. No one makes the same stuff. No one makes the same stuff. <laughs> but to jump in on that part, I think it's important, even black designers and, and it's the quality Yes. Mm-hmm. Because one of the reasons why we started doing education workshops is that we own this space when it comes to creativity, right. but we need to be more focused and more diligent about workmanship. And that's what comes with like with your company. Yeah. We have mm-hmm. to do that. And when we have we everybody wants to come to the show and they'll yeah. spend a whole lot of money and which is good to invest in oh, the show. But when it comes to the quality of developing in your product, then that's on the you know the downside. And yeah. I think that's that's important that we found your presentation, your product, your Instagram, you know, all of that stuff, your portfolio, what does it look like? Right. We can't just put it out there and say, you know, black culture, wear black. Right. But we also okay. have to make sure that what we are producing is things of quality. Absolutely. And I think that we have to raise the bar in that area and support one another that way. In terms of organizations, when we do the workshops and when you do the tour, we those need to be packed out. Yeah. yeah, you know yeah. the yeah. learning side of, edu- of fashion education needs to be I packed agree. out, not just the show <laughs> side. But when right. this opportunity said, "We are here to teach you right. how to do this in excellence," you need to be on board and willing to invest your money right. into learning how to do it in a more excellent way. And that's I, I feel like I try to push that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like education, 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 education. Like, yes. like it's like for my business, I could be your production manager mm-hmm. and just do everything for you. I don't want to though. That's why I do the I'm tours. Teaching, That's yeah. why I do the workshop. That's why I do the classes. Cause like I can't produce everybody's line. Yeah. But I need to, you need to be able to run with this on your own. You need to be able to teach an intern and assistant in your in your company how to do this on their own mm-hmm. so that you can focus on designing. So but you have to have the knowledge in order to explain it to somebody else is eventually mm-hmm. gonna work for you. But I find that even a lot of times when I do those tours, they still want me to do the work. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I find I'm just like no. No, you have everything. Like, no, I can't. I'm booked. I can't. I can't. But it's like, I know that people have the skills. It could be like, they just need like a confidence boost in it. But I can give you all the tools. You just got to be able to go and run with it and just do the work. Yeah. Just, Mm -hmm. you got to do the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've done that. We had all types of uh, events that were filled out. And then actually, oh, here's a class. It's like, oh my God, why wait for like we pulling teeth to get 12 people? The runway show will be packed. And yeah. then it's like, okay, what's going on? But That's for the gram. Yeah. But it's the runway show is for the gram. It is for the gram, <laughs> but it's crazy. And I think it goes back to confidence. Mm-hmm. People have to start believing in themselves. Like, well, back to what you said about actually believing in yourself. I can do this. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go to the class to educate myself to go to the next level. Gotcha. Okay. So um, I guess my next question is, how does a designer join Harlem Fashion Week? Like, um, do you have very, like, strict requirements? Like, what are those requirements? So... What we do is every season, normally right after our runway show, maybe a month after, we'll have an open house. Okay. And from that open house, they'll have to bring about three garments. They'll have to have maybe their, um, you know, their portfolio of work and literally just share it with us. What we're looking for is very, very simple things. So it's not a lot of hoops because we want to make sure that we are inclusive mm-hmm. and support all designers. It's not something where it's excluding other people. A cohesive collection, you know, really great finishing details, you know, and a storyline and something that's really going to push and sell to a mass audience. But we've had designers where they were novices. They've never done a show before and we work with them Mm -hmm. and we actually train them and they were like phenomenal, you know. So I think it's really a range of who shows, but we're very, very open. So it's really just a contact us first kind of thing because Mm -hmm. once everybody comes and it's like, oh, we only got 20 spots. 
Oh, that, was, that was my next question. Like, yeah. how many designers are in the show? Mm -hmm. Only 20. 20 you spies. Wanna... And how, I guess, how large does the collection have to be to be in the show? Anywhere from 7 to 15. 7 we to have 15. an emergent designer, which you're one of the judges this year for the emergent designer competition. And they usually have seven looks for that. Okay. And that's, you know, something that we want to, once again, give that platform by giving that emergent designer a boost to do, you know, begin to start their career. So that's why we have designers from every level from, so, you know, all the ones that are seasoned designers to those that are emerging because that's part of our core values, once again, to give opportunity. What we do is excellence and workmanship is still very important. When yeah. we do have that designer casting, we are looking at the garments. We are checking to see the quality of what you're coming. So don't just come with an idea. Yeah. Come, <laughs> you know, where you have spent some time and research. Yeah. You know, and really looking into other designers, looking to your craft and learning that so that when you come to the, you know, for the casting, the designer casting, you have something that is well prepared. Gotcha. Okay. And I get, my next question is, how do you select the models? Are they oh mostly black? God. Look at me. Are they all black models? <laughs> do we? I know we are open to, yes. I would assume you guys are open to have other ones, but it's a concentration to have nothing but black models like on the that The concentration runway. is to show all skin tones. That's okay. really important. Of course, the black spectrum. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you start in trouble. <laughs> I'm like, no, the majority we're never in the other ones, ones so I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I would be excited and happy. Like, I, they don't. They when it's when it's on trend, we are on of those course. Other and right days. now, black did you see Calm Day Garcon? Oh yes, did I did. See the braids and the yes, the braids, the braided thing that messed me up. It yeah, took me I back did. because because we're trending right now. So now, right? So I'm like, when we're trending, yeah, you see a lot of mm -hmm. our culture on but, the but, but, but other than that, you don't see it. They have the braids, but none of them is black. <laughs> I'm like, how do we do <laughs> that? How, how that when you can have a braided okay, wig. Yeah. They know it's not okay. We did a whole um, we said, symposium we last year about this whole issue, yeah, you know, yeah. of the racial design, the racial divide in high fashion. I, I, it was a, uh, a, a panel. It was a panel. Yeah, I was yes. And yeah. we had it. And we were talking about those issues. It was so um, so we encourage, you know, obviously it's, it's predominantly black models. Mm -hmm. It's not excluded, but it's 95%. <laughs> Is going to be yeah for real. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. ninety five, maybe ninety eight percent are um black models. But it is I guess it's not saying you only have black models, but it is the predominance of yeah. what we have. The sh uh, size mean anything? No, we've, we've had, done a range of sizes. We've had a and range. And we'll continually do that, that because yeah. we have some designers that say my sample size is size eight, and that's amazing because the average woman is an eight to a fourteen anyway. Right. Yeah. You know, and then we'll have some very thin models, and then mm -hmm. we'll have plus size. Our plus size models are. They're fabulous. Mm -hmm. They're beautiful. Yes. Like, I look, I can't wait for this show because we have a plus size designer coming from out of town. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So my second segment is called, uh, it's a success or it's a disaster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, has there ever been a situation no. where... <laughs> Well, we I'm already fun. laughing because it's funny. I'm like, what? It's just the main goal is that something that you learn from the experience, Ooh. whether it was a success oh and God. you really learned something that you had to alter in your business structure, mm -hmm. or it was a disaster that also made you alter something within your business structure. Oh God! Well, we ain't gonna name no names. No, no names. Just <laughs> what happened? <laughs> what happened to make you like you know what? We can't move like this no more. We gotta move like this, or we can't do this anymore. We gotta do like this. I have it. Okay. Our first show. We've relied, we hired uh, like an event planner. Okay. And literally that person was, had, had it all, or I still thought we had it all. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest mistake we made that season is relying so much solely on this person has the whole thing okay. that we didn't do mm -hmm. as much follow-ups, checkups, what's going on. Ever since then, we divided. That person was not long on the team, but then we started to realize if we delegate and mm -hmm. give each person individual tasks, okay. then we can actually execute this better. So then it was like, okay, you're the executive producer. I'm the creative director. We have a model coordinator. We have a runway show person. Gotcha. We have so a divided backstage. about our responsibilities. Exactly. Okay. Whereas that person was the head honcho. We literally just delegated what we wanted that person to do, and they were supposed to delegate out. But that never really happened that way. Mm -hmm. That was our first show. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Right. But we had to like do some crazy magic. Yes. Like, tell them what magic trick you did to save the show because we were gonna have to get kicked out early because we were over time. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we what's interesting about Harlem Fashion Week is that we have it at the Museum of the City of New York, and we have the entire building. Okay. So, and then the first show, we actually had four shows yes. on one night. It was crazy. Ooh. It was crazy. I know y'all was tired. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> four shows on <laughs> one night, and we had on different floors because we were able to use each floor of the museum mm-hmm. as a runway floor. Okay. And that's how we had it set up. So people purchased tickets for different shows. But because of all the issues that Yvonne mentioned, the time ran out. Oh and it was God. like we had to move stuff around. So in order to make sure that we finished on time, we had to put one show in another spot the last minute, clean this stuff out downstairs. I mean, we were all over the place because it's a whole around. building. So a lot of it was like this on-the-spot thinking mm-hmm. of how to make those transitions to kind of get things done. So, you know, it was, I mean, we learned from that one is that we don't have four shows on one. never again. That's the first, (laughs) that's one thing that we learned. I think Yvonne made the good point in terms about, I think that's when we felt it was so important about creating that team even more so. The team Mm -hmm. became so important. And knowing how to delegate that Mm -hmm. part. And I think one of the things that um, we said in terms of learning was um, people are people and I guess how to say it in terms, I'm trying to be diplomatic. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities are people. Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. I think that's what it is. Celebrities are people. That's one of the things that I've learned because you're taught to kind of put people on a pedestal. And I learned that the people are more important than the celebrities. Our followers, our <laughs> fans, our HFW family, the people who watch us, hi y'all, the hey people y'all. who support us. Yep. That's one of the biggest things that I've learned is that they're more important than the, the celebrities celebrity. are. Absolutely. I respect them for what they've all done. The and reality I all the reality star. I respect them for what they've done and what have you, but nice. these are the people that continue to push Harlem Fashion Week forward. They're the ones who look out for Yvonne and myself and tell us that we're doing a good job. And that's what I've learned more because if you give, and that's anybody, if you follow, follow, follow the celebrities, you'll follow the celebrities into a deficit. Yep. And you'll be trying to pay them to come to this event, pay them to come to this event. And at the end of the day, the funds that you pay them don't actually measure up in dollar value. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They make it likes on Instagram, but likes on Instagram is not money in your hand. That's Facts. true. <laughs> it that's true. It fill up an event. So that's one of the things that we you definitely are. learned over the past couple yeah. of seasons okay. is to cultivate the relationship with the people who are actually supporting us mm-hmm. and to build that stronger than necessarily necessarily be chasing after um, celebrities to necessarily be we said we appreciate them don't get me wrong but we have to make sure that we look at how do we function laterally and and supporting that I think that's one of the biggest things that we um, we learned I think also the understanding that the industry is small and every interaction you make with someone should be a positive one we may not get along but I'm still gonna greet you Mm -hmm. we may I may I may never talk to Lanise again, but if yes, someone asks me about you, I'm not going <laughs> to say anything bad right. because people talk yes. trash in the industry. Absolutely. Yes. And it's very, and it happens quickly. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Yes. So we've literally learned we don't make fashion enemies. They're friends. We may not, we know I'm working with so-and-so again, but if you ask me how was so-and-so, oh, well, they were good and so-and-so and yada, yada. And because we don't talk about people, but when two people talk about they us. They talk about us and yeah, they I know. This is my next question because I just feel like y'all are so close. Or, I don't know if you're all close, but in the back of my mind, there. No, I don't know. This is my question. Have you, um, how do you guys feel like you differ from Harlem Fashion Row? And like, have you worked together or will you ever work together? Because I feel like y'all do, sim- like, I ain't gonna say y'all do similar stuff. Y'all don't do similar Mm-mm. stuff. Y'all don't do it at all. But it just <laughs> seemed like y'all supposed to work together in the back of my mind. I guess the, the, the we, we get that question often. Oh, and to God. be honest with you, it's just the name. Mm-hmm. And the fact that our it's names name. are similar. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and that's the only reason. So because it's Harlem Fashion Week and Harlem Fashion Row, they kind of put us together where it, the identities 
of the organization are is different. different. One of the, the biggest things about Harlem Fashion Week is that we rep Harlem. Right. Like we from Harlem. We, we you know what I'm trying to say? Harlem. You'll see you'll come see us in Harlem sitting down, you know, People eating at the come restaurants. Check all the time. People right. are like, oh, it's even Yeah, we're in like Harlem. We have yeah. our we, it's important <laughs> even though we have the museum, the museum is in Spanish Harlem. We have different events. We will circulate restaurants and businesses mm-hmm. and so oh, I see y'all. You see us. <laughs> you know, we'll post we're sitting up someplace and it's important because we're from Harlem. Right. You know what I'm trying to say? My mother, she grew up on this block. My father grew up on that block. Her, her parents, their whole family still own businesses. Mm-hmm. So I think it's one as representing the cultural yeah. heritage of yeah. Harlem, which is one of the core values of Harlem Fashion Week. And if you see any of our materials or, uh, materials or deliverables, oh, you'll no, see I know talking. the difference. I just want you know. people to know. I know the difference. <laughs> We're talking about, I, know you, I feel you, I feel you know, I know the that we want to rep the culture and we want want to bring New York Fashion Week to Harlem. Yes, we right. want to build the businesses in Harlem. Mm-hmm. We want that conversation to be had in the community. So when we have our workshops, they're in Harlem. We actually have the, we had it at the Schomburg. We had it at the Harlem State Office building. Absolutely. We have a Harlem Fashion Tours. Like, come to Harlem. I went to the Harlem Fashion Row Retreat. Okay. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, and I, 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 but I want to say this before I, before we go off, and I want to be really clear because we have this question. I respect what Brandeis Absolutely. did because she paved the way. Mm-hmm. She created a platform that did not exist yeah, before. She said, I'm going to do that. And I respect the fact that she created that platform and that she allowed uh, many brands to be a part of the conversation. Yeah. So that's important that I want to, you have to give you know respect for respect to. is due. Absolutely. So she did do that. Our difference is because we work, we, it's about the culture, Harris's right. Harlem Fashion Week in terms of creating a cultural institution and having that inclusivity within the Harlem community and without. Well, we've yeah. traveled to Africa as well, bringing Harlem, you know, overseas and to, especially to Senegal. Right. So I think that's a little bit different in terms of the message. What did you want to switch yeah. up? I think we are very purposeful about being inclusive. And that's, that's what I think the difference, big the big deal. difference is yes. between because I have, you know, been to one of her retreats and I've had like a meeting with her and I've been in her presence and I've you know really really took research on her brand but I've also talked to a lot of designers and worked with a lot of people that went to the retreats and didn't really feel like that they were it was meant for them or that it was inclusive and that it was ever helpful at all and you're charging a certain amount of money to go to these things and to you know really help emerging designers and help black designers to get into these um, fields and to you know bring them up and it didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. I think it was also when you mentioned that is that we're very approachable. Yes. And that's important to us. We're very approachable. We will create opportunities in time. It's that we don't believe in the ceiling. No. We we don't believe in that. We don't believe in the fashion elite. We we came out as as outsiders into the conversation so that we don't believe in that. We don't want it to be like you feel like you're over here and we're over there. You know, we want you to sit down and say, listen, if we can help you, we will do the best that we can to... And we can to help you. We may not be able to, but we will at least try the best that we can to be able to do that. And I think that's important. Absolutely. We, you know, we believe also with fashion with a message. It's not just about having black designers, no. but it's also about black social consciousness. Absolutely. You know what I'm trying to Absolutely. say? It's not, it's, it's not just we just want to have you there, but we want it to be able to speak to what's happening in society at that time and to be able to use it as an as ability to create change. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a little bit as well in terms of what we do in, you know, Harlem Fashion Week. Okay. Absolutely. All right, good. Good to know. <laughs> tell you on which one, which you. <laughs> so I guess tell me about um, what people can expect to see um, from the show this year. Is oh, any, uh, particular well, this designers season, you want to highlight or anything you just like super duper looking before, forward to? Before we get to the designers, I'm super excited because this season we started um, uh, something that I actually want to probably do every February is Black Girl Magic. And our Black Girl Magic Charity Gala, we are going to be honoring 11 transformational women. And I think that, yeah, and I mean, and I think that is so powerful that especially for um, Black History Month, 
and as once again, like we mentioned, we want to honor these women. And it's not just women in fashion. No, it's women, women in fashion, education, business, politics, you know, and the, the runs the whole gamut right. of women entrepreneurs that have, um, you know, just made um, systemic change in our society. And I hope I remember all of them because it's I'll, 11. I'll help You'll help me out. Um, um, Honorable Ines Dickens. Okay. who is um, the congresswoman of the 70th district in Harlem, who has been pivotal yeah. about making um, change in Harlem over the past 30 years. We also have Mahisha Dillinger. She's she is the founder girl. of Curls, okay. which is um, the phenomenal hair care brand. Once again, started from the bottom and worked, you know, and created this multi-billion dollar brand. You want to throw somebody We have in? Diane C. Bailey. Yes. She is the founder of Emerge. She was a former brand ambassador for Shea Moisture. Nice. We have uh, uh, before I'm going to jump in for uh -huh. uh, Diane, Diane is significant because she was spearheaded a lot of legislation oh, around natural hair care. And that was very important because that was part of a lot of legislation that you see both in the country and she's even spoke, you know, internationally has been because of the work that she did. So I just wanted to no, throw no, that no, in no, with um, Diane. Um, Kimberly, uh, Kimberly Marshall. Kimberly Marshall, yes. She is a amazing powerhouse PR public relations firm. She's actually uh, backed a couple of brands in Harlem yes. that nice. we partner with and we, they were actually sponsors and do not, now friends of Harlem Fashion Week. Um, who else do we have? Um, Ivetta Petty. Okay. She's the owner of Harlem Heavens Hats and she has been international in this the development of hats all throughout. You know, hats has a, some form a part of the black community, mm -hmm. but she has been in anywhere from doing it in Vogue, where she's been in a London, and she's been in all kind of magazines. I mean, she's been very pivotal. And as and she, once again, her boutique is right in, right Harlem. in Harlem. And she has created that, that space and that name in that area. Um, who else do we have? Lydia, Lydia T. Blanco. Blanco. We have Selena Hill. Those are our cultural um, trailblazers, yeah. which are young women like yourself who are been moving forward in media of their journalists for um, black entertainment uh, enter and enterprise so we wanted to we wanted to honor cultural trailblazers as well as cultural icons Absolutely. as well so Absolutely. we have um deep Poku, yes Deepoku. and she is phenomenal woman who is spearheaded so much in terms of the we network um women in business and have the intersection of creating that platform for women in our society who else do we have um i'm trying to remember this I think we said nine so far. Oh my god. Um, I'm saying their names. Oh, oh, I don't know why I forgot this. Dr. Lakeisha Warron. <laughs> she is the she first. Is. She is the. Keep thinking while I'm talking. Okay. She is the first black. This is important because she made history. She's the first black female president of New York Theological Seminary. Oh, and nice. I mean, that's, that is that is over 80, maybe 89 years. That's, that's my alma mater. I'm, I also have a master's in divinity. Nice. And she, and that's phenomenal. So she is the, she, one of our honorees this year as well. So we we love the fact that, because she has made history and she's also a co-pastor of the church, um, First Corinthian Baptist in Harlem. And so that's another one of our honorees that I want to get through. I'm looking at up. You want to I'm, make sure, because so like I said, I know we have 11, maybe that was 10. I'm forgetting see. somebody. There's definitely one. I'm just looking it up, because I'm like, what? Sure. <laughs> we got to capture everybody. You yeah. want to make sure that every <laughs> time we, we did. Oh, um, Experience Harlem, okay. Angie Hancock. Angie has created a network of um, creating a platform for events and things happening in Harlem. So she is one of the go-to go persons for events that happen in Harlem. She's another one of our cultural trailblazers because she has connects people all throughout the Harlem community. She yes. helps to provide platforms for them. And that's why we, was, um, we wanted to honor um, um, Angie. Did I get everybody? Shade that cost. She is the CEO. Her family actually founded the National Black Theater. And she's yes. the CEO nice. of the National Right, Black she's a cultural Theater. icon. We got the heavy Oh, yeah, we got the heavy hitters at so, the Black Girl Magic Charity Gala, which yeah. is the charity this year. Go ahead, Yvonne. I'm like, I'm ready. We're sponsoring actual scholarships for the high school of fashion industry. Amazing. So the proceeds from that gala is going to the high school of fashion industries. Amazing. And even more than that, to put the cherry on top, the High School of Fashion Industries Honors Class is producing and doing a collection for the runway show. Amazing. Yes. So it's going to be it's phenomenal. It's going to be, okay. it's gonna be <laughs> so dope. The gala is earlier that day. Yes. The gala is at 3.30. And you can get tickets for that on Eventbrite. Exactly. Okay. And then the show is at 6.30. 6.30. Yes. Okay. And then the same location. Yep. Same location. Okay. Different okay. 
I know Yvonne is modest, but she's also an alumni I of the am. high school of fashion I industry. Am. So this is an opportunity for her to kind of give back to the school that kind of gave her that start. So we once once again about platform. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, given opportunities, we have this major platform, but we've given it to young people Excellent. because it's important Excellent. to us I to give teach them. There, right? Okay. Listen, you I should know. teach at the fashion show. Oh. I think it's something that's full circle mm -hmm. because ten years ago I graduated from there, mm -hmm. and now it's twenty twenty. And it's like, okay, how can we use the opportunities that we wow. have? Because sometimes people think that they have to wait till they're like millionaires to give back. No, right. you can give back at any aspect. Exactly. You know, definitely having you come to teach it would be amazing. I'm sure the principal, Mr. Blake, I feel like I've tried to reach there. out, but I haven't got it. I got you. I'm, I'm gonna We're going to connect. Okay. Because so I'm actually, I mean, I'm done working like full time. I'm yeah. only like doing LC Apparel Consultant and like the podcast. Congratulations. You know, like, so, in 2020, hey. I'm like, it's going to be entrepreneurship. I was working in the industry, but I'm just like, I mean, of course, I was the only black girl at all in Basically. every position I ever worked at, you yeah, know, know. at a desk, but I need to, I feel like I have way more to give. And yeah. Coincidentally, I have a friend um, who has a friend that is a principal of a charter school and their fashion, the person that's over their fashion design department just resigned. Oh, So, uh, okay. hopefully, I'll be getting shooed into that position in the it. fall. All right. But for right now, I'm going to take a part-time art teacher um, position just so I can get in the school of and get course. ready, but that's what I want to do. I want to teach. One of the things I got a bachelor's in the masses. I ain't got no teacher certification, though. No, one of the things that we want to do is to create more opportunities to teaching young people. We want to do after school program. We would develop in Harlem fashion after school program. We want to do a summer program in May. We're going to have our youth show, so we're going to be doing that as well. So it's important to once again plant that seed and to to be able to give back. And I think that's also what makes Harlem Fashion Week distinct. Right. Because it's not just about, you know, the runway. The runway. Right. I'm here for it. I want to be included in everything. <laughs> Thank you. In everything. Yes. Okay, so what um, is your biggest piece of advice that you want to give to, like, black designers? Oh, goodness. Stay authentic. Stay hey, true hey, to you. Authenticity? No, seriously. That's <laughs> literally something mm -hmm. that coming from Parsons mm -hmm. and struggling with finding my identity and then knowing who I was, but then being pushed to do something else. Mm -hmm. And then realizing that I am literally where I need to be. I am the designer. I had so many issues of, oh, well, you have these prints and these look more amateur and this, that, and the third, and you need to be more like Prowenzo or more like Prada. And it's <laughs> like, but why can't I be like mm -hmm. me, right. you know? And then literally, a month later going to uh, Caribbean Fashion Week in Jamaica and getting an award for being myself. I right. did a collection that was African inspired with the Dinker symbol and being myself. And I think that what we realized in the industry and why so many doors have opened for us in just under five years of developing Harlem Fashion Week is that we were authentic, mm -hmm. we were real, and people respected it. People were receptive to it. I think that designers definitely need to stay true to yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be anyone else, be authentic. Yeah. I think that one thing that I would add um, is stay connected. What we found, you know, even with designers for Harlem Fashion Week, we've reached out to them oh, yeah. when we were having like symposium and events and they'll drop off. It's not because we haven't created opportunities to help build them. They have just done this show and they just kind of like fade out. Like, no, you, the purpose of the show is to build your career. Yes. The purpose is it's not just for you to do the show, to have fun, to waste money and do the show. Right. Is to be able to, you know, stay connected, to stay supported, come to events. You have to be in the room. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important because they kind of just, you know, you have a wonderful brand. Like, what happened to you? How did you take this to the next level? And I, I think you. that is very important. <laughs> for real. You. <laughs> you know, how do you do that? But we want to, I really want all of the designers to hear and see that once you, your company yeah, like I got yourself. things I'm making up for all the designers that I can give to them. Okay. Like, actually, yeah, I, have, yeah. I just yeah. ordered it last night. I'm because like, okay, I need to make to something to smack in their hand. Like, yeah. look, this is the next level. I'm yeah. putting it right in Here your you hand. Right Whether it's education, right, this is, I'm putting it in your hand. So I went, when I was doing a little research last time, I need something I can physically give mm -hmm. to them, mm -hmm. not just, you know, speak to them, but you know, they're going to be speaking to and networking with a lot of people that day, and I'm just like, I need something to be able to, just, like, push them on to the next level. Yeah. Yes, so, that's really important. That's <laughs> really important if yeah. you wanted to, you know, to have them move forward. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want to see, like, more than anything, because I have a lot of, I know a lot of black-owned boutiques, too, so, like, yeah. not only are we doing production, we need to do placement, mm -hmm. you know, whether we putting you guys in stores and teach them about 
how to do your own pop-ups and how to run your own trunk shows, how to take those pre-orders so that you don't have to front all of that money from mm-hmm. production up front. Mm-hmm. We can use some of that money and put it in there. And then there are payment arrangements. You don't have to pay for all this stuff up front. Yeah. There are factories in the garment district willing to work with any and all small designers mm-hmm. because that's how they stay alive. That's how they support their business. And there are small family-owned businesses as well yeah. that they need small designers and like small production runs to people just not making 500 units. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I need to do, so. We got, nice. we got you. We got you. Oh, we run out. Oh, we're way over time. Ah, okay, we should join <laughs> ourselves. Right. So I guess what are the? Uh, I feel like you already hit them too. But I was say, what are the long term goals um, for Harlem Fashion Week, and what do you guys see you guys being? I guess like in the next five to ten years. Five to ten. Mm. Yeah, because you're already doing like so much. Like what? What else? Are we just gonna see it keep growing? Well, I think we want to develop, once again, um, is the education um, component of what we want to do in a Harlem Fashion Week. I think that's one way in terms of, you know, planting to seed. So that's definitely what we're looking at Mm -hmm. uh, for growth is to develop that. Uh, We want to create an incubated space. I know something that's really important for Yvonne. I definitely do an actually a central hub. Yeah. You know, for designers. Have you heard of Flying Solo? I have. Like that, but black designers. I'm not going to say too much. No, you ain't got it. I've worked with them. Okay. Like I said. Okay, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> we can talk about it offline. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. But I want something along those lines, but way better. Just okay. like as far as like having like that ability to, like you said, like have like a hub like yeah. for designers. Right. Like whether stylists really are coming what? to pool, whether you're coming there to shop, Ex- all of that absolutely. stuff. So I'm with so you. Exactly. Yeah. That's literally like the next step. I think and also bringing about more international networks yes. like mm-hmm. we've done with Africa. That was amazing. Continuing to do that. We're going back to Africa again this June. And mm-hmm. continuing to just kind of bring our people mm-hmm. together okay. and making commerce across not just I'm going New to York Africa City. with y'all. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> no, definitely. We're going to enjoy the shout out to our family in yes, Gray Island. Island. We love y'all. We appreciate you. So we want to, we definitely are building that Harlem Fashion Week and that connection. And, that and before we close out, I forgot Yvonne is actually fe- featured I am. this I'm year. She hasn't done a collection in about two seasons. Yes, nice. So she's going to be our, our featured designer. So yes. we look forward to seeing her collection as well. So that's going to be kind of dope yeah, okay. so those are the major things that mm-hmm. we look and once again developing Harlem as a culture I mean, Harlem Fashion Week as a cultural institution absolutely um, as part of the um the Harlem community I think that this is also you know really important to us as we continue to grow so we're going to be doing a couple you know things that's coming up this summer we co- some things we're not going to talk yeah, about just yet but stay connected because yeah. we, 2020 is we it's really are going up to the next level okay. we're definitely going up <laughs> to the next Level. So my last segment is fashion inspo. So if you have any um, exhibits, events, well, we know what the event, the event yeah. is Harlem Fashion Week, <laughs> uh, readings or anything like that that you feel like people should kind of uh. connect and look to. Um, oh, and uh, fashion inspo is sponsored by 620 Style, Adore NYC, and Black Fashion Closet. So <laughs> put all their information in the show notes. Make sure you guys uh, check out all my sponsors. So you're saying like events that we... Well, like it, like an exhibit or like something you read recently or like something you've seen that you think that people should go to. Like it's called it's a muse, like something to kind of inspire people. I know the show is going to be an inspiring event, it's but of is there course, anything out there that you think that people need? Like this exhibit, you should go see it. Mm-hmm. This book I read, you need to go read it. Like that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. This book I read. Um, we went to. Um, oh my goodness, do you remember the woman? Um, last year we went to an event at the museum. Um, Which museum? The Museum of City New York, the mm-hmm. symposium. And we purchased this book. I've been reading it. Oh my gosh, it's, um, and I have to email it to you. It's, it's, it's amazing. It okay. mm-hmm. um, and it was just about uh, kind of like fashion illusions, but literally the, um, the CEO of Vogue in, what was it, Vogue Paris, I think mm-hmm, it was? Mm-hmm, Vogue mm-hmm. Paris, she wrote a book about her travels as a child going into an adult, but she wrote them in such a poetic way that it literally took you through different illusions of her, how she was getting dressed and how she talked with her parents, and then they went into different, like when she moved from Paris, then she moved to New York City and how it was just different, and I love just how eloquent the language was and how it just literally put me into like a different vibe. So that was one of the readings that recently I've been kind of... I, I think that um, in terms of in, in my inspired, I think we was inspired or events or people or just mm-hmm. connections in that. 
Um, one I really wanted to give a shout out to in terms of a space that has been in, very inspirational is the Brownstone Boutique in Harlem. Oh, yes. okay. Going to um, Princess Jenkins space, which is one of our advisory board members. I'm going to purchase some different garments from there. She does a specialization in um, plus size of 12 and above. And I love that space because it's an encouraging space for mm-hmm. women. It's not just about buying clothes, but you feel good. Yeah. She caters to who you are as a person. Amazing. And if you're going shopping and sometimes, especially plus size, you might feel a certain way about what you're having so if you want to shop in an inspirational space yes, yes, I've yes. always felt loved and supported in the brownstone and mm-hmm. I think that I want to share another one is Constance White oh, Constance. in terms of her book that yes. she had um uh, that she came out with recently um how to slay how yes how to slay oh, I got that it's on yes. my coffee table that's on, that's on my <laughs> how to slay that's on my coffee table as well <laughs> and she has been so extremely inspirational in Harlem Fashion Week. Yeah. And really, she was our honoree two seasons before. And she had, we just was a part of an article that she wrote for That's the that. Avenue a magazine called Fashionable Harlem. Yeah. And she included us in that conversation. And it's important because we're a seedling organization and she's been doing this for, you know, 20 yeah. years. Yeah. But as someone of that level and that stature, once again, has thought, in our robbery to speak into what we were doing. So I just supporting her and how to slay and different things. She's doing some fashion workshops as as well as teaching so she's another person that mm-hmm. will teach you so yeah. you should follow Constance to learn how to develop because we are looking at the glitz and the glamour and the reality and this and that uh, they're not teaching you how to grow it's just exactly fun. It is. you know so I'm I think that those are two <laughs> <laughs> so connect you know to you know follow those are some of those people as well that Absolutely. are very important so yeah, those are two Constance. that I can definitely say that um, in terms of, you know, books to read or spaces to go to, that was a um, very inspirational. I also want to give a shout out to Dionne Williams. She's having a show that's coming up February 11th as well, and it's the Emerge show. And I appreciate Dionne because she also was a trailblazer. She always supports Harlem oh, yeah. Fashion Week. She's so I just want to give a shout out. She's doing a, a, about a 10 or 11 African designers. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait to attend her show. Yeah. And I just, February 11th. February, February 11th. 11th. And we're going to, Harlem Fashion Week will be there supporting I think that's important if, if you're closing out on something is that it's okay to shout out other people it's to enough space show. to yeah. some it's enough space for all of us to eat that's yeah. one of my things yeah I okay. want to come up now I want to cover her show oh yes yeah, yeah. you know you should I did you the should. same like did I call you guys in when you, you guys when I did the fashion 500 we got you guys your award um, I had the Black and Fashion podcast set up in the front. I was like, come on, let's do these quick little interviews as we oh, go into the show. So yeah. I want to do something like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. my microphone and my engineer being there, like, great. hey, yeah. what's up? She's excellent. She's oh, yeah. excellent. But I think it's important that we just, even as we call, it's okay to do that. Absolutely. We don't do that enough where mm-hmm. we say, oh, if I, if I mention them, they'll go to them and, and not I, mine. No, no. We go, it's enough <laughs> space. It's, it's, enough, it's always enough space. Shout out your sister or your brother and let them, people know that we here working together absolutely unity and diversity that's right unity and diversity diversity. i love it yeah (laughs) educate and create that's my mantra educate like Like, i'm black in fashion we educate and we create excellent all right do you guys want to throw out like your social media handles and stuff so Um, they know what i'm putting it in the show notes too but i just like for you guys to say it they can follow us at Mm harlemfw.com h-a-r-l-e-m-f-w.com and it's harlem fashion week if you also want to tag as well on um is um on social media it's harlem fashion week and my name is tandra burkett so you can follow and then yvonne junel you can follow me at yvonne junel ny Good. And I'll have the event bright link in the show notes. Yes. So you thank just you. Go click right on that and make uh, sure you get your tickets. So time. thank you guys so much for tuning in. I can't <laughs> wait for us I to all work it. together. Yes. I'm just beautiful. And as I always say, stay black. Peace out. Stay okay. Black. <laughs>